We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN in a uh, NFL news conference you heard uh, WBEN earlier today. Uh, Troy Vincent was adamant that nobody in the National Football League even considered restarting the game Monday night after the horrible injury to uh, number three. Um, now, ESPN, they're saying, well, we got it from the league. But the question is, who from the league? The league is a big entity. There's a lot of people who work for the National Football League. My guess is it was not somebody in a higher-up position. It was probably somebody, and this is just supposition, somebody in a lower echelon position who uh, just, when pressed by big-time sports journalists, said, "Uh, they're going to play again in five minutes. Um, I, I don't think that was at all an official league thing. But I think somebody somebody with the league, probably mid to lower echelon, in my opinion, clearly said something to the media, which must have gotten to Joe Burrow because he was throwing passes on the sideline for a very brief period of time when everything was up in the air and everything uh, was uncertain. Um, other players were starting to limber up through their tears. So... I don't think it came from anybody high up in the NFL, but clearly that five-minute story came from somewhere. And and the reason that is important is because um, for many years there's been increased emphasis put on player safety, on traumatic brain injury. For many years uh, there's been a discussion of basically is the National Football League too macho? I mean, you get guys with broken legs carried off the field and, all right, let's carry on as if nothing happened. Uh, is, is it is it toxic um, in that way? And in uh, 1971, I believe it was, a um, guy named Hughes for the Detroit Lions was playing a game against the Chicago Bears, and he caught one pass for big yardage went out on another play where he was not the receiver, was starting back to the uh, Detroit huddle and collapsed at around the 15-yard line of the Chicago Bears. And here's what's really, I think, illustrative of why people want to know what the NFL did. The official NFL highlight reel for that week of play in the National Football League mentioned the death as an afterthought. Like, here's, the, here's everything you need to know about the game, but tragically, and it was like one or two sentences, and it was over with. It And, you know, the, the NFL players 
for as much money as they make and for all the influence they have uh, on people, they are disposable commodities, just like any one of us. The minute they start, uh, the minute they stop being productive, they no longer have the big lucrative contracts. And the same thing with people in any other sport. Um, Larry Bird was in the news recently because uh, Larry Bird saved his money. He did not live an extravagant lifestyle with all of the money he made. And he used to tell his teammates, hey, guys, save your money. There's going to come a time when the, the money train stops. So his former teammates will often go to Larry Bird asking for money, and he says, no, I told you guys to save it up. So anyway, getting back to the whole NFL situation and who said what on Monday, I don't think it was anybody high up in the league offices. I think ESPN got it from somebody connected to the league, probably probably at a low or, or middle level, but certainly uh, not, not Vincent because and not the commissioner. Um, as Mr. Vincent said earlier, his mic was open the whole time. So that, that's very easy to, uh, to trace that. But who said what to whom with the network, we might never know because the network might not give up its source because they want to keep that source around for the future. Uh, 803-0930, do you believe in prayer? And if you do, for what do you pray? Um, let's go to... Johnny in Williamsville. Johnny, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tommy, I, I got something for you here. Uh, it's about the prayer. We're going back to the prayer thing now, right? Yeah. Um, I can, uh, and, and logically, I can prove that prayer works. And here's how. When we pray, if, if you're praying for peace in the Middle East or praying for uh, peace in Korea, that, that's not going to work, Okay. But if you're praying for yourself or a loved one, I guarantee that works, and here's why. When you pray, like, oh, God, help me quit drinking. Oh, God, help me make more money this year. Oh, God, oh, God. And you're praying to God or you pray to Jesus, Holy Spirit, or whatever. What you're doing, Tom, I called in your station about a month ago. You might remember it. It's, it's an affirmation. And affirmations work because we have to be right about our thoughts. And when you're putting a prayer out into the universe or into your own psyche, you're basically affirming you would like something to happen. So therefore, because of instinct, we have to be right about our thoughts. And then our direction and our decisions in our life will thus be guided, um, more or less a, a self-fulfilled prophecy, if you will. But, so, but this, this, this is not going to work. I mean, you say, I can prove this logically. Um, can you really? Because um, it, what if somebody has stage four cancer and they're praying for remission of the cancer? That, that's not a guaranteed uh, it's going to work. You know, I had stage four cancer five years ago this month. And um, thanks to Roswell, I am cured. So they said five years, you can say you're cured. Um, I did. And then they're asking, well, gee, um, John, you lost 95 pounds, you quit smoking, you quit drinking, you're eating everything right, you don't even look your age now. So I'm not saying it works all the time, but, uh, okay, I did say it works, and I said it's guaranteed. Okay, so you, you, you got me there. Um, no, I'm not trying to get you. I'm just, I'm just no, trying no, to have a discussion. I, I mean, you're right, you're right. I, I didn't think that far. I, I'm, 
I didn't go to that extreme. Like I'm, I'm the, the airplane's uh, falling out of the sky. I'm in it. And I'm going to pray. Uh, it, it, uh, well, I, uh, it, I don't have an answer for that, and that's so true. But the Holy Spirit within, God within, and when you pray, you're affirming the Holy Spirit inside you. So the faith, and, and that's all I really have to say about that. All right, thank you, thank thank you very much. All right, uh, affirmations. Yeah, I mean, clearly, um, you do create self fulfilling prophecies sometimes when it is practicable. But I'd never known anybody in my life who was sick who didn't pray for healing, and unfortunately, it didn't always work out uh, the way the individual um, wanted it to work. But I mean, if you've seen a miracle uh, with prayer, I'd love to know about it. Um, eight oh three oh nine thirty. Does does prayer work? Does prayer work? And as I said at the beginning of introducing the topic, um, back in the nineteen eighties, some research was put out that said, you know what, hospital patients, even if they don't know they're being prayed for, fare better than those who are not prayed for. But then when I looked it up online today, I found research to the contrary that was. Um, basically involving cardiac patients and there being no difference at all in outcome between those who were prayed for and those who were not prayed for. And in those cases where people did get a satisfactory result, the doctors attribute it more to the um, personal nature, the interpersonal communication of the person who is making the prayer and the person for whom they are praying, as opposed to the prayer itself, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, who's right? Who's wrong? I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Greta in uh, Clarence, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. Um, actually, I love your prayer. Um, I say lengthy prayers. I do the whole rosary, and sometimes, you know, I might do it twice a day. But, you know, no matter how many prayers we say, I think the most important thing or how we could end our prayer is actually your will be done. That's what you do. I think, like, that's the wisest part of the prayer, because then if you're not getting your intention fulfilled, well, what I do is I just, and this is very hard. You have to seek for the greater good that's going to come out of that. So let's just say you didn't get your intention fulfilled. God permits it because there's a greater good that's going to come out of that. That's difficult. And I'm not saying I can do that, but that's I know that's how we're supposed to think. And then I have a little miracle story that affirms my faith, and it's um, you'll love it because it's a cute little cat story. I'll try and make it quick. But there, in, when I was living in the city, I already had my own cat. Her name was Midnight. I took care of a well. A stray cat came to the porch. I made the mistake of feeding the cat, and of course, the cat never left. And my roommate was going to send the cat to the SPCA, and I knew I didn't want the cat to go there. I think at that time, it was many, many years ago. They were still putting animals to sleep. And this was an ugly cat, really ugly. I mean, he's scrawny and ugly, but I, you know, I felt sorry for him. So I said, oh, my gosh, I don't want the SPCA to pick this cat up. So I bought a miraculous medal, which is all about Mary. I had a priest bless it. I made a little necklace out of string and, you know, braided it, put it sort of loosely around the cat's neck with, you know, the miraculous medal attached to it. I sent the cat off, took the food away, and I said, you know what? You've got to find a home. You have to find a home. 
that was in the fall. And so all winter, I was worried about the cat. Come springtime, I'm taking a walk, and there's this rather fat cat walking alongside of me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that face looks so familiar. I'm like, it couldn't be the same one. This cat is fat. And so then I walk five doors down from where I live. This lady comes out of her house and says, midnight, midnight, oh, there you are. And I said, is this your cat? She goes, yeah. I said, oh, my gosh. I said, I sent a cat away with a little necklace around him with a medal around it. She goes, oh, yeah, I took in a cat that came to my door with a necklace, and I still have the medal. <laughs> and did she <laughs> show it to you? Was it the same one? I, I think she did show it to me. I, for some reason, that's a little foggy. But I, I knew you were going to ask that, and I'm like, I can't remember. But well, no, I, that's a that, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool story. I mean, cats uh, know who the suckers are. Um, I think I think they've got a sixth sense for knowing that. Thank you very much, Greta. I appreciate it. I did not think we were going to hear a cat miracle today. Uh, but prayer does it work? Have you experienced a miracle? And if, if you're in the um, medical profession, there are highly improbable, somewhat impossible events that happen pretty much every day. And doctors have no clue why. Some people would say miracle. Some people would say, well, we don't know what, but we know that it happened. Let's go to Cheryl in uh, Buffalo on WBEN. Cheryl, you are on. Hello. Hi, how are you today? Wonderful. Thank you. Great. Um, and prayers out for Damar and his entire family throughout this. Um, our miracle for our family um, that we all experienced was, uh, unfortunately, uh, March of '09. My niece was uh, a pedestrian who was struck by a hit-and-run. Uh, she was taken immediately to ECMC trauma unit um, and attended to by their excellent uh, physicians there, However, the physicians uh, told my sister and my brother-in-law that really they probably should start making arrangements. My niece uh, some, uh, had a traumatic brain injury. They had to remove part of her cranium to re release some of the pressure, uh, and things did not look good at all. And uh, we did as a family. The only thing that we know how to do is we all got together and we went to the hospital and we prayed together. And um, I came up and asked my sister if it was okay if I had some women from my rosary group come and lead a rosary and um, the next day. And we uh, invited people, and over 200 people showed up at ECMC. Uh, they couldn't fit in the chapel. We had to use the cafeteria. We had rosaries that were made um, by some of the women in the church. There were people there of all faiths people there of no faith um, who said the rosary with us on behalf of the uh, curing and, and uh, of my niece and her healing. And um, I'm happy to say that um, it, it, after almost three months of being at ECMC, she had to learn to walk again and talk again and eat again, how to socialize again. My niece has been redefined, and 14 years later, she is a teacher in Syracuse. She Hello? Um, I don't know what just happened. Something just happened. 
Maybe right, it was she, a miracle. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was clumsiness, actually. Um, but the uh, uh, okay, but she's a teacher in in Syracuse. After basically, her family was told to start making arrangements. She has recovered. I, is she still? Um, is she still the same person? You know, I I like to say my niece has been redefined. She. Um, you know, when you go through a traumatic brain injury or something of that severe nature, um, we can't keep on looking for the person that was. I say we look for the person that is. Um, she is wonderful. She's bright. She continued on um, after this, switched her majors to helping people with special needs because she herself had to learn to do all of those basics again. Um, and as I said, um, she met somebody and they fell in love with the Amy that was redefined. Um, she's happily married, has two beautiful children, a toddler and a newborn, and a successful career as a teacher. And she is our miracle. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, well, it, it certainly sounds like it. What did the uh, doctors have to say about her uh, three months of uh, convalescence and then longer than that, I'm sure, in physical therapy? What explanation did they have from basically telling your family to start making arrangements to uh, her eventual discharge from the hospital? The doctors were amazed as well. Um, the one uh, doctor, I don't know if I can say his no, name no, or not. No, no, there's no need. Um, so, I, so I will not. But he um, has was worked on many, many patients in his career, and he said for him it was a medical miracle. He um, was he actually came to her wedding. Um, the bottom line was that she had to learn to do all of these things all over again, and it was for our family. Um, you know, we saw a day-to-day uh, change um, so much that uh, Amy since has been a spokesperson for ECMC for their trauma unit, helped open up uh, when they had the opening ceremonies for their new wing of the emergency room there. She speaks on um, crime victims, uh, boards, and uh, people that have had traumatic brain injury and encouraging them and their families um, to continue. Well, that's that's a pretty dramatic story. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder how many people listening, and again, one of the topics here is miracles. I wonder how many people listening have a similar story where technically a loved one or maybe yourself should not be alive, but you end up or they end up being alive. Um, and, you know, I've talked about this before, but, uh, you know, I technically should not be here. I should have died in December of 2017. And why I did not die, the doctors have no explanation whatsoever. I'd like to think it's because I'm such a morally upstanding individual with nothing but a puritanical bent to me. But you and I know that that just isn't the case. So why me and why not a two-year-old? I have no idea. But it happened. The doctors can't explain it. And if you let it, it will eat you to death. And so you just you just can't let it. And that's uh, the whole thing. That's, I think, was one of the evidences, if you will, of the only prayer that I ever do is uh, thy will be done. Because whatever happens, happens. And I got to presume that it's God's will, even if I don't like it sometimes. It's 328 at News Radio 930 WBEN. But miracles too do you believe in prayer and have you seen a miracle a real miracle 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome. It is Powerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. Obviously, everybody's saying thoughts and prayers with number three of the Buffalo Bills. And you've seen a lot of people publicly praying. I mean, you saw, you've seen TV anchors saying out loud prayers for uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, which I don't recall. If you go back and you watch the coverage of the uh, JFK assassination, you will not see reporters saying live prayers on air for President Kennedy. Same thing when Senator Kennedy was assassinated. The anchors were not doing prayers for him, nor did they do prayers for Martin Luther King, nor did they do prayers for Ronald Reagan when he was shot. So this is a very uh, interesting phenomenon that has taken place because uh, prayer um, seems to uh, prayer seems to be cool again after taking a hiatus for a few decades. It it seems to be cool again. Um, but in in your own life, do you um, do you believe that prayer has actually worked? for you um have you seen or experienced uh, a miracle and as i've said um i very strongly believe in a creator and my only prayer and i think you guys know this i have been under um i've been under the knife quite a few times and my only prayer every time is uh, thy will be done um and that's it. I don't go into hysterics. I don't go into dramatics. But I also don't think it, it's hocus pocus. And frankly, it makes me feel better if I'm going in for a procedure to say, God's will be done. Thy will be done. Because that way I have psychologically resigned myself to whatever the outcome happens to be of a given procedure. Um, so that 
that is that's my prayer. I mean, I don't I'm not Catholic. I don't do rosaries or anything like that. But whatever your prayer happens to be, um, I've got to respect it because our country is a very diverse country filled with people of all kinds of beliefs. And I'm sure there are people listening to this show who think uh, prayers and miracles are nothing but a bunch of superstitious nonsense, that religion is the opium of the masses, and that you're nothing but, uh, you know, you're nothing but a uh, middle-aged-minded individual if you believe in prayer. Um, I don't think that, but the scope of uh, thought about this, I'm sure, is all over the place if you take an audience uh, of this size. Um, I might also ask, do you not believe in prayer? is is a fair question but i just i don't recall the anchors of various telecasts or radio programs for that matter uh, publicly saying prayers out loud you know social media thoughts and prayers or the hands folded in prayer they've abounded for quite some time so i, I find this to be very very interesting but is it going to be transformational, or is it just a what? It, what's going on here uh, in in the bigger picture? Eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Josh Schmidt is at Master Control, and um, he did point out that the Tage Thompson series of threes um, should also be added to the fact that it was a three on three moment when Tage Thompson scored his hat-trick goal, which I didn't know because I didn't watch the game because I was talking with a guy who made miracles happen, Jay, uh, the Blizzard hero, last night. Uh, Let's go to, you know, he could have had a filet mignon. He could have had a New York strip steak. He got the Black Angus burger. I mean, I'm just saying. Let's go to uh, Walter in Lewiston. Walter, you're on WBEN. Thank you. I talked a few minutes ago. We got mixed up there on the line. Um, but, oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, that. That wasn't a miracle, I can say. <laughs> no, no, that was um, that was human error. And I uh, <clears throat> am I'm only human, sir. Well, I called because I'm listening to your show. And um, I, I, I believe that a lot of people believe in miracles, regardless of your faith and so forth. But I take a pragma- pragmatic point of view. Now, I assume by listening to your show, you drive a car. With that car, you buy insurance. Do you plan on crashing your car or wrecking your car or getting in an accident? No. Why are you paying insurance? Because it might happen. Same with prayer. If you don't pray, you plan on going to hell? No. You pray to prevent it. And if you do, therefore, you have insurance policy. You pray to stay in the grace of God's favor. Your creator. Now, you may not go to hell. You may. But do you want to take that chance? And it costs you money to pay for your insurance on your car or your house. You plan your house to burning down? No. You pay the insurance. You don't plan on going or getting ill, but you pray you don't. It's just an insurance. But the prayer doesn't cost you anything but time and an effort to believe in your creator. Well, see, I, I don't. I don't think that prayer should be a business transaction. 
Um, I don't think it should be like you know playing bingo. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna pray, I think you should be enthusiastic about praying, and that you should have a specific God, deity, or faith in which you strongly believe to make your prayer. I I, I think it, it's almost demeaning to look at it as a business transaction. Hey, on the off chance I'm going to hell, let me say a prayer. I don't think that's the spirit of prayer. I could be wrong. Like I said, nobody knows the answer. That could be a possible solution. But I don't believe that um, you should not pray. You pray with your heart, and I agree with you. You have to have some kind of a meaning behind it. You don't just pray for, I want something back. You pray for the goodness of the person. If you prayed, like I saw in a, uh, a, the, the video of the um, football game, they prayed with their heart for the better uh, health of the, the players that got hurt. They prayed with their spirit, which is good. Oh, a- absolutely. A- a- absolutely. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that, uh, that the things work out uh, for Mr. Hamlin. Um, I, I wish we had more information from the hospital, but the family has been very, very uh, tight-lipped, and quite frankly, it's their prerogative because it's their family member. We don't have any special right to know exactly what's going on with Mr. Hamlin's health. That is between his doctors, his family, and himself to the extent he's able to recognize his situation right now, and we don't even know what that extent is. Well, I believe all prayers will help if you pray with your heart. Therefore... The other studies say some people do it. But if you go next to them, I think you get getting some kind of feeling that somebody cares. Somebody help, wants to help me. And, that, and mentally, that will be outstanding if you're really ill. You know that when you went to surgery. Somebody cares. They want to see you back. That helps you physically. Well, I, I can only speak from personal experience. Um, what helped me the most was the visits from people about whom I cared. And in the uh, in the medical literature that looked at whether um, prayer helped people, and I'm talking about the latest research that has been done, uh, it is believed by the medical doctors that where people have been prayed for in person by someone they care about, that is where um, they they believe the benefit comes. Not so much the prayer, but the feeling that someone cares about them. Who's right? I have no idea. Neither do I. I'll leave it at that. All right, man. Thank you very much. You. See, there, there are just some things that uh, you, you, you don't know. I mean, you can believe, but you don't absolutely know. I mean, I believe there is a God. Do I know there's a God? Well, I can't be 100% on that, but the very existence of this planet um, is something that I really don't see how this is just a random chance of chemistry and mathematics. There's something bigger going on here. You look at a dragonfly or a mosquito or a hummingbird or an elephant or a human being or a chimpanzee. There's something more than just chemistry at work here. Back in the 1800s, they used to call it the divine spark. And you know, that's why I, I very much, I mean, call me superstitious if you want. I very much uh, believe in a, uh, 
in a uh, a creator. And most of the founding fathers, not all of them, but most of them would have described themselves as rational deists because they were always questioning the um, the orthodoxy. But they pretty much to a man did believe in a creator. They might not have been Christians, they might have been Christians, but they did have a belief in a creator. And these are people a lot smarter than anybody you're going to hear on the radio in 2023. Let's go to Colin in uh, Lockport on WBEN. Yes, sir, you are on. Welcome. Hey, uh, how's it going, Tom? It's a beautiful day. Hey, I called back a little while ago. You were asking about answered prayer and when, when you know, if you have any stories of that. And, uh, so I just wanted to share, you know, a story that I have. This happened a long time ago. Uh, I was five years old, and I was the last one that my mom had. I was one of two children. And um, she had had a surgery. She couldn't have kids anymore. Now, at five years old, I don't understand that, right? I don't understand what all that means. And I asked my parents, I said, you know, I'd like a little brother or a little sister and they said, well, you know, mom can't have kids anymore. And not understanding, I said, well, God can do anything, right? And they go, well, yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, well, then I'll just pray. I'll pray to get a little brother or little sister. Well, two weeks after that prayer, my, my parents get a call from uh, one of my cousins. And uh, she, was, she had a kid she wasn't able to take care of anymore. And... Um, little four-month-old, and we took her in and adopted her, and she's been my little sister ever since. So it's <laughs> so pretty incredible, uh, uh, you know, an answered prayer that— That's pretty cool. You know, you could, you could say it's miraculous, or you could say, well, there's a, there's a set of circumstances that made it happen. But to me, it's miraculous, and it's an answered prayer, and I just found that to be pretty incredible. So I, I don't know. I, I would definitely put that in the in the answered prayer category because at five years old, you probably had no idea that this relative of yours was going through a hard time with a little kid. So for the right. prayer to be answered two weeks after you made it, granted it might not be a, a flesh and blood brother or, or a flesh and blood sister, but in, in your mind, she's your, your little sister. That's an awesome story. That's a great story. Yeah. I'm kind of tearing up talking to you about that. Aww. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, you have th- a good one. You, absolutely. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, that That's very, that's very, very um, impressive. What I thought he was going to say is despite the surgery, his mom still got pregnant. Um, but that was not to be the case. And, guys, when you have a vasectomy done, follow your doctor's advice. It doesn't mean that okay, I just had my vasectomy done, honey. It's two days later. Let's, uh, we don't have to worry about anything. Oh, yes, you do. Until you're cleared, uh, you got to be really careful because there are a lot of people walking around on this earth who did not listen to what their doctor said they should do um, after, the, uh, after the vasectomy. And frankly, if I never see another plastic cup in my life, I'll be fine. That last caller, that was a pretty cool miracle story. Do you believe in prayer? And do you believe in miracles? Have you ever had a prayer answered? And obviously, everybody's praying for number three. Um, Everybody who asks specific things of God is praying for number three. And 
my only prayer is thy will be done, which I basically stole from the Lord's Prayer because I don't want to give God a shopping list. Here's what I want. My take on it is pretty simple, that whatever God's will is, I have to accept it and I submit to it because he or she knows a lot better than I do how things are supposed to play out. So I just ask for the grace to accept what God has decreed because I think our lives, God already knows where we're going. God already knows what's going to happen to us. So based on that idea, I simply say, thy will be done um, as an act of complete submission. Um, And I'm not a submissive person naturally, but to uh, God, absolutely. Let's go to... uh, Kim in Hamburg on WBEN. Kim, what's your take on all this? Well, when my son was a year and a half, uh, he was in the other room playing Barbies with his sister. He walks into the kitchen, and he didn't look right. And I look at him, and I pick him up. He didn't appear to be breathing. <gasps> then he started turning gray. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's, he's choking on a Barbie shoe. Yes. So I'm trying to dislodge a Barbie shoe that wasn't there. Um. So I go to call 911, and uh, he starts convulsing. And as so they said, we'll send an ambulance. And he stopped convulsing, went limp in my arms. It was gray. And I knew the ambulance was on the way, but I didn't know what to do. I was just panicking. So I sent my three-year-old across the street to get the neighbor just for moral support. So the neighbor comes back right away. She walks in the front door. I'm standing there with uh, my son in my arms. She looks at him. She goes, oh, dear Lord Jesus. She lays hands on him. She starts praying out loud. Within 15 seconds, he springs up, turns pink, starts screaming. She looks at me, and she says, he'll be fine now. I'll take your daughter. I'll watch her, and you, you do what you need to do. And she went home with my daughter. The ambulance came. Now, how do you explain to the EMTs? Well, that happened, but uh, my neighbor just prayed over him. Now he's fine. <laughs> I just so wasn't what, quite sure what to tell them. I, I don't know what to ask you, except what happened? I don't know to this day, because we did go to Children's Hospital in the ambulance. They did every test on him. They did anything from temperature to virus to uh, spinal tap for meningitis. They did everything. We were there all day. Found nothing, sent us home. And that's all I can tell you. That okay, that's that's another amazing, amazing story. Uh, I've got nothing. I mean, that's yeah. That, I mean, I, when when you mentioned playing with Barbies and he came into the room, I think everybody's first thought, including my own, was kid was choking on something. But that's he what wasn't. I yeah, he wasn't. Uh, but there was no there. And, and how old is your son today? He's 29, and I'm expecting a call soon that he just had his first child. So, <laughs> Oh, well, congratulations. And Thank you. Does, does he have any recollection of what happened when he was a little boy? No. Um, we always tell the story how Miss Kelly prayed over you and God saved your life. We, we, we've told that story many times. That's, that, that's pretty amazing. And there was nothing that was dislodged from his mouth to indicate choking. No, he didn't even have a fever. I mean, they checked that, too. Um, they checked everything. And he was, by the time the EMTs got here, he was fine. I mean, he could have stayed home, but we did go to Children's. And that's all I can say. And I, it never happened? It, it never happened never after happened that? Again. No, he's been healthy and fine ever since. 
They did EKGs, nothing heart-wise. Uh, they didn't do an EKG, but they did, like the, I said, the spinal tap and temperature and, you know, whatever. Has, has, he had, and has he had an EKG since then? I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm not a doctor, obviously. I've said that a number of times. But he might want to get that done. I mean, maybe it was a, an arrhythmia that, that took place, um, and it was spontaneously um, defibrillated, uh, or maybe Jesus defibrillated. The, I don't know, but <laughs> if I were in his position, I'd want to just make sure it's not going to happen again, especially with right. uh, a, a kid to take care of. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, no problem. I mean, we as we've talked with some of these doctors um, about uh, number three, as we've talked with these doctors um you know, they, they have mentioned undiagnosed underlying cardiac conditions. And maybe there was an arrhythmia there. I don't know. Um, I didn't know I had Brugada syndrome until I had an EKG. And that's, uh, that's kind of weird. Usually the first symptom you have is uh, you aren't anymore. Uh, that's how they know you had Brugada syndrome. I love that story. That's amazing. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.